I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The winner of Big Brother 2020. This is the hardest decision I've ever had to make. My heart belongs with someone else. You come to my beach, eh? Your game's done. Welcome to another episode of Reality Is. Now, here's your hosts, Liz and Shane. Welcome to Reality Is, the podcast that shares with you all the tips and tricks you need to know to land yourself a spot on reality TV. I'm Liz, a winner of The Mole and Livingstone. And I'm Shane, a loser of the 2020 Big Brother series and also who wants to be a millionaire. (laughs) But I tell you what was a win, the return of Big Brother to Channel 7 this year. It rated really well and they've already commissioned its return for 2021. Yeah, I believe right now there's already evictees out. Really? Yeah, there are evictions already so the house i think it airs in february and shane applications are now open for the bachelor 2021 there you go so i thought it could be interesting today if we were to have a quick look online and pulling it up on the computer mycastingnet.com apply show bachelor i don't i I don't think they'll need me (laughs) (laughs) i think we apply for uh producer brad (laughs) i haven't looked at one of these online casting applications since the mall, because with Livingstone, I was approached off the publication of some of my wedding photos to apply. Oh gosh, this brings back memories. So this is quite similar to what I was looking at back in 2005 to do an online application for the mall, but we didn't know it was the mall we were auditioning for. All it said was an adventure reality TV show on Channel 7. So here on the Bachelor landing page, if you want to apply, it starts with obviously your name and all those details. Then it goes into close clothing, your profile, your employment, a bit about your family and friends, a bit about your past relationships, what you want in a future partner, life, medical background, the show, and then it concludes with photos and videos. Is that similar to what you would have had to do online? Mine was long. Mine, my one was long, 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 like three hours or something like that. I, there was a lot of actually the questions that I just sort of vaguely just sort of bypassed because they were just so, it just seemed like a long process. So yeah, I didn't fully, I guess, answer the questions to the best of what they should have been answered. <laughs> like a lot of one word answers for me on my application. But you still got the call up. Yeah, I think it was more so because of my silly video. I think um, they looked at that and then I had a, a video. My video was pathetic as well. Like it was me and I had to baby throw up at me halfway through it. And yeah, it was, um, it was pretty bad. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, Osher Gunsberg is a friend of mine and I introduced him to my brother because my brother John was living in Sydney and he was single and he's an adventurer and has quite an interesting backstory. And they reached out to him at one stage about possibly putting himself forward to be the bachelor, but he got cut off pretty quickly. They said he was too short. Ooh, cutthroat. So they needed someone because of the demographic of girls that would be there to be of above average height so that they have that kind of manly stature over the women. And John's not that short, but yeah. I mean, maybe that's what they told him. Maybe he just wasn't interesting enough or... (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But yeah, so they... They'd probably have a checklist that they look through. Matt Agnew was found from nowhere. I mean, he wasn't a known person before he became The Bachelor. Wasn't he a fitness dude, though? No, you're thinking of the other one. Matt Agnew was, according to Abby Chatsfield, the astrologist. Oh, that's right. The uh, the nerdy one. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of his job, Brad? Astrophysicist. 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 <laughs> Interestingly enough, this recent season of The Bachelor, Lorette didn't do so well. So they cast the two sisters on for a point of difference and it basically had oh. less viewers for the final episode than it did for episode one, which is unheard of. Usually in your final episode, everyone tunes in. And I watched the final episode and I thought they did a great show. They did a really good job with it. It was very emotive. But I wondered as well if there's a bit of The Bachelor of the Bachelorette fatigue because they do show the shows back to back and The Bachelor's first and then The Bachelorette. Um, so are they disadvantaged because of that but I also think it was adventurous that they cast sisters but they were two really similar white young safe girls and I feel like Australia is ready to see a bachelor especially that is a little bit different yeah you know put an indigenous woman there on or you know Brooke from the past season I would have loved to have seen her be the bachelorette or just show us something different to what we're used to seeing which is young white blonde safe. I think you're pretty. right. I think you're even even travelling into The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, then going to Bachelor in Paradise and Love Island and all these sorts of shows. I think they kind of mould into one. I don't know what sort of the demographic is with regards to reality TV and why they put them all together like that because I think it does lose interest. People do lose interest in those sorts of shows. You need something. That's why SAS is so well. Mm. You know what I mean? It's different. It's, it's so far removed from any other reality TV show on television. And Big Brother even this year was great. We were up against The Voice, My Kitchen Rules and stuff like that. More like first in our demographic, you know, like 1.2 million viewers a night or something like that. I'd say there's been some cooking show fatigue. I found it interesting in the seven up fronts that they've dropped anything really to do with cooking. My Kitchen Rules isn't returning. Plate of Origin isn't returning. Uh, but MasterChef still does so well on Channel 10. It'll be interesting as well to see if there is that viewer fatigue with Channel 7 next year having The Voice, Australian Idol and X Factor yeah. or whether they manage to come up with a way to can hold on to that audience throughout the year in a similar format show. That's why I think they bought all these shows for. So there's no, they've got no nothing to go up against it on any other channel. So they know these these reality TV shows always score high in the ratings, and if it's not up against anything else similar, they're going to still have high ratings throughout this whole season, this whole year, because people will still watch The Voice, they'll still watch X Factor, they'll still watch Australian Idol, and it's not up against another talent show. So it's just going to be separated throughout the year and they're going to have this constant you know 900,000 million people watching ratings in their 
they'll be the highest in their market. Well, let's say, hope so. <laughs> For my employment states with Channel 7, please keep and the advertisement dollar coming in. <laughs> if you need a presenter, I'm available. Thank you very much, Channel 7. <laughs> well, Aaron and Daniela, with a total judges score of 27 out of 30, you are the House Rules Champions for 2017. <laughs> this is our first reality TV couple we've had on Reality Is. They're both parents of two boys and Gold Coast locals. Daniela was running a dance company and Aaron having his own building company. They were married with two munchkins and just bought a house back in 2017. And without telling her husband, Daniela applied for House Rules and didn't expect what happened next. Introducing Aaron and Daniela, the winners of House Rules. So I guess my first question is, how did you find out about the casting and what were your thoughts? It's honestly the best story because I, I actually bought the house without Daniela knowing. So as part of that arrangement, she was two weeks off giving birth to our second child and I came home with a set of keys to a house that she didn't want. And then I was like, look, we're really excited. We've got, I've got this house. And then she was about to murder me, so I wouldn't recommend it to do that <laughs> to any husbands. But she got me back by applying for house rules. So and you did the application, Dan. I was literally, Brooklyn was um, three months old. I remember I was breastfeeding and the ad came up on the TV and I was like, oh, it was 11 o'clock at night and they were doing their last like final casting calls. And I was like, oh my God. And was up all night just on the emails going, okay, I need to apply, I need to apply, I need to apply. He had no idea until the next day. And <laughs> two days later, we got a phone call. Yeah, it was really quick. And then they rang me up. Oh, it's Channel 7 here. We're coming to oh, an Aaron interview. Aaron had no idea. Like, <laughs> for what? I had no idea. And then it all just sort of, I mean, it was all just a whirlwind after that. It all just caught up with us so quickly. It was, it was incredible, actually. It actually, our process happened super fast because we were the final couple. Well, there was two other couples, but the final couple from, they couldn't find a Queensland couple that suited the brief for them and so then literally we got a phone call two days later Aaron had no idea what I applied for <laughs> I had to tell him that night <laughs> and then four days after that we had a producer fly in and then we had to do a whole like you know story around the house why we bought the house all that kind of stuff and then literally a week later we had the whole entire team from seven fly in from builder designer judge all of that come to the house and we were just blind. Like, we had no idea what was going on. I remember just standing there and I offered them. I had this bowl, like, fish bowl of lollies. So I just kept offering <laughs> lollies because I was so a sweet nervous. Talk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a lolly? Who wants a lolly? <laughs> I don't know what's oh, going on. And there was so much, like, secret squirrels going on in the house. And then in the end they said, oh, do you guys mind waiting outside? And I was like, what is going on? And then we had the executive come and have a chat to us. And because I had Brooklyn, who was only three months old, and Jackson, who was three years old, they were saying to us, you know, if we, if you get selected within the next 24 hours, would you be capable to pack your bags and leave? What would you do with the children? Your hormones are really hiding at the moment, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And we, oh, we were just like in shock. I'm in shock for you. As a woman who has experienced the hormones of breastfeeding, how do you process that? I don't know. I literally was just, I still had lollies in my hands. It's the lollies. And we just said yes straight yeah. away. And then we got a phone call the following Thursday to say, you've been casted on house rules. And we just had to pack and go. Why we had six days, I think it was by memory, six days to sort both kids out and we had to separate the children. That was my next question. I was going to say, how do you formulate your life in a week or six days with kids? Like it's massive well, like, to be yeah. able to 
handball kids to parents and friends yeah. and family and, and try to organise that. Well, I'm such that. an organiser. So I have a bit of OCD in like my calendar schedules and all of that. So what we actually did was Jackson, who was three, went with Aaron's parents and Brooklyn, who was the baby, went with my parents. And then on the weekends, they were, went to my sister's. Yeah, right. So we had this full schedule going on. So did you have to go back and breastfeed during that time? And I get had back? to stop breastfeeding the moment we got the call. Phone, phone call, yeah. Yeah, right. That night I stopped breastfeeding. Yeah, right. I am so glad you guys won. Oh, like, <laughs> you really, so are they. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, so you really had to organise your lives in such a, well, life-changing way. Good on you. I mean, there must have just been something in your guts that said we have to do this. Oh, yeah, there was something going on. <laughs> the competitive side of me was going, have to be done. We have to do it. I want a challenge. And and literally, I, we just, we're both running our own businesses. Like it was happening with the families growing. All those changes are happening. And then someone's going, look, well, you're going to be away. You're going to be living in Sydney for the next three or seven months. <laughs> three or seven months. Or. And we're like, okay. So like, oh, we sort of understand the dynamics of the show and how it works. And, and then it was sort of, okay, if we're away for seven months, is that, is that how is this? Can we do this Realistic. for seven months? Does, does that? calendar that Daniela set up in like one day is that gonna last seven months like- was your mum okay with Bob um well my mum has osteoarthritis so it was a bit of a like oh my god is this going to be okay but because he was still not really moving yeah three months old they're not really it was okay but as we kept getting through every round I kept making that phone call going oh we're here for another few more weeks we're here for another few more weeks in the end it being a year in total yeah Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. But, you know, He'd be everyone... almost walking by then, wouldn't he? Yeah, he yeah, actually, he started when we walking... missed his first birthday, so... Yeah, it was yeah sort of... he, well, he started walking literally when we came off the show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ouch. So, for me, there was a bit of a bonding issue because he would always just turn back to my mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not me. So, it took a good three months for Brooklyn to realise that he had parents again. Yeah. Wow. Mm. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Take me back to the casting experience. When you were filling in the online application that night in bed, what was going through your head? What kind of questions were they asking? Did you think this would lead anywhere or did you just enjoy the Do process? You know what? I was filling it out just going, this is for shits and giggles because we like to play. I was about to say, I would like to find out because she's actually never told me what she wrote about me. So, <laughs> so obviously, you know, they, you ask, going, <laughs> yeah. obviously they ask about your character like what you love to do, what you love to do as a family, lots of design questions around the house. And at this point, we had only been in the house for, uh, well, three months and we had a baby and I didn't know what design, I didn't know anything about design. I had no idea and I still had my entertainment agency. So for me, I was like... "Mm." Think about colour movement. That's what Because you come from a dancing background, for those that don't know. So then I just started like Googling all these different designs and which way I wanted to go. And in our head, we loved like Palm Spring, mid-century, like all that kind of LA vibes. Then they asked questions, you know, um, if you were away for so long, how would you go without the kids? Like, so a lot of background. It wasn't until we had the interview when the producer came up that they got right into the roots. Like, I remember crying because it was just so much pressure around this audition and then I remember just going Aaron is this what we really want to do (laughs) like do we really want to do this did you have like a psych evaluation like us together and separately or just together both as a couple and then they split you up yeah right uh, all over the phone and all the rest of it but yeah they they split you up and and it's weird too they they sort of understand the dynamics of who's the fragile one in a relationship like it was I I think my conversation with the shrink was about two seconds she was like (laughs) hey yep Aaron yep that's okay. Good. You're feeling good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, you can put Daniela on now. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. Obviously. Mine went for an hour. Lollies? Hormones. Hormones. Oh, yes. the hormones post babies oh are God. real. Respect to you, girlfriend, letting cameras film you in that stage. No, no I don't know what I was thinking. And you were still likeable. If I was filmed, you know, that close after having a baby, I would not be likeable. Well, well, they did they mentioned before. I was a like, fierce lion. They were supposed to be cast as the villains. Well, they yeah. mentioned that to us uh, yeah. before we started recording this podcast. As they walked in, you said that recently you'd found out that. We were meant to actually be cast as the villains and I just couldn't stop laughing when I found that out because we are not villain type people. And if you watch the show, like within the first week, um, I remember that all this like hustling was 
was happening behind the scenes of and they were changing characters around because we were definitely weren't the villains. <laughs> and it was weird because they were going to play me off what appeared to be like the, the topless villain. Like I, every bit of filming they did in the pre-production stuff, I had my shirt off. Like I was walking around the house, you know, opening the car, you know, everything. Prompted to or yeah, you just you're like, a Gold oh, Coast guy? Oh, would you, would you mind just doing some mining? Just like take your shirt off and just mining? And then I'm like, okay, sweet. And I'm not, obviously not shy on things. But yeah, so I'm in there ironing and they're filming. I'm like... It is this weird and it wasn't until the first ad came up that I was like, I spent the entire ad with no shirt on. And then, no, no, hang on. The only thing I did say with the shirt on was uh, we were sitting down together and it was something like, uh, do you want to win? And I was like, yes, I want to win. And then I'm like, oh, sorry, we want to win. Like, <laughs> I forgot that was there sort of thing. That was, so the only thing I got to say was that. So yeah. At least you got a good rig. I remember <laughs> you are sitting there and I was like, yeah, he's buff, this guy. Look at him go, he's going to win. <laughs> How did you find out that... That was what they were hoping, the villain edit. So we found out um, that we were meant to be cast as villains like two years after and it was through a friend who was working on the show. And he goes, do you guys know that you were actually meant to be the villains? And I was like, what the villains? That just is not us. Like it's not in our DNA. You can't cast parents as villains. It's not very nice. No. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. Some I, I kind of, yeah. <laughs> Bad parents. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I, I kind of understand it because if, if I had just met me and it was sort of this sort of egocentrical sort of person who loves himself, not that I go around rubbing it in or anything, but I kind <laughs> of get that. Like, yeah, only child syndrome. That's probably a better description for it. But I kind of understand that. And then it was sort of, I sort of felt it through Victoria where the, that was the first build that we went to. And it was sort of like every conversation that I was having with sort of every Every other male on the show was a, like a basis of confrontation. Yeah, right. And then it was sort of, and I sort of grew up in, you know, doing building construction, doing management stuff. So I sort of worked out ways of not having to have arguments with people to get what I want or to sort of build a sort of happy medium. And then they sort of, you could see the disappointment in their faces sort of going, oh, Aaron, he's not yelling and swearing and throwing tantrums at people and stuff. Oh, that's a bit weird. And, and I've obviously never been exposed to anything like that. So, and then some of the other contestants on the show, you could see the cracks and you're like, whoa, these, these people actually exist. Like... <laughs> It was really But you scary. could also see where they were trying to poke yeah, Aaron. That's what I was going to say. Were they baiting you? They were oh, baiting yeah. him a lot through another contestant and Aaron was just <laughs> he was just not giving anything. Yeah. No one's going to ruin my day, yeah. Aaron's just like, oh. See, you not say like a bit egotistical, but I would describe you as self-aware. And at the end of the day, you can be very proud of who you are, but there's a kindness underneath that. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's and really I think that interesting. Was probably just the they only can't bit wear that, was that off. In the casting, yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. That was the only bit that was missed in the casting. The sort of caring, sort of persona of a of a normal person, sort of coming across. But what I find also too, your casting period is so short, quick, and sharp. They can't really tell who you are. Like, there's just no way within a week you can go. Oh, yep, this is he's going to be a villain. Let's go. It wasn't until you get into like you know. 12-hour days of filming and then everyone was like, hang on a second. Yeah, they can't judge a character. They can't get depth. You know, they don't know the person. They're just assuming that this is what you're going to be like, but Ex- you're not like that at exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They mic you up from 6 in the morning to you doing your end of day filming at like 11 o'clock at night. So you've had a whole build day in the middle of that with filming before, filming after and all the rest of it. And you don't know what someone's personality is when they're fully well rested and all the rest of it. It was like, try and catch somebody who's had a really bad wick with a sick baby and has had no sleep and all the rest of it and then see if their personality is exactly 
America the same as it was when they're fully rested. They're never going to be the same people. People control their emotions in different ways. Usually we ask for our listeners what you wore to the casting, what you ate that morning, you know, how long the process was, were you nervous, but your story is a little bit different. Do you have any tips about how to prepare for that casting experience? I would say your tip is just to be completely yourself. Um, a lot of people go in with the expectations of, you know, do I have to be a certain character? Do I have? And you can you can actually with reality TV now. When I watch a little bit, I just I kind of look at these people and go, no, but you're not actually being real. I found throughout our whole process, we were just being real. I'd swear when I need to swear, I'd cry when I need to cry. I wouldn't hold anything back. I'd just be us. And then a lot of our, you know, people when we came off the show, everyone was like, oh, my God, you guys are so real. You're so nice. You're so – like we never put on a character. It's just us. And for you with the casting? Well, I was going to say Daniela's tip is to throw your husband in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I think D's spot on. I think it's just coming across natural. I think it's uh, it's an easier way to sort of just bring your natural personality across, whether it's good or bad. Everybody's got flaws. That's sort of to be expected. But just sort of we went in not thinking we were going to win. So Queensland had won the two years before on House Rules, My Kitchen Rules. They just won. That was two years in a row for Queensland. So we went in going, there's no way they're going to let another Queensland team win. That's unachievable. And we just went in to have fun. And also, so. too, me and Aaron were at a point in our careers where we were a bit divided and you know we had these two young boys and you know what it's like when if you do have a family you just feel separated from your partner and it was the first time in so long that we actually reconnected on the show because a lot of the contestants were like you and Aaron don't fight and I'm like no we actually don't fight as a couple yes you have your tips but we're reconnecting like we found love again and that was I think one of the best things for us I think it was the end of the first build in Victoria I remember turning around to Daniela and going oh hey how are you nice to meet you (laughs) sort of thing it was like you, you not everybody gets it. You have the you almost live separate lives, and then you come home, and then it's his kids and whatnot. So it was yeah, it was like having a a, a post honeymoon sort of thing, sort of for seven months. It was it was lovely. Bit of hard work that honeymoon. They a lot of work involved. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to reality. Yeah. Where were you when you got the phone call that you had got the spot on the show, and who were the first people you told? How did you react? So I got the phone call first. I remember standing in our living area and um, one of the producers called me and said, pack your bags, you're getting ready to come on the show. And I was just screaming. I actually said, are you real or are you joking? Is this like, you know? And she was like, no, it's completely real. I didn't even call Aaron first. I called my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I called my Husband's mom. Husband's down the bitch. I was on like speed dial number five or something. Yeah. Best friend, mom, then called Aaron. By and the way, he- you're coming with me. <laughs> Yeah, and then he was like, what? And I was like, yep, pack your bags, we got to go. He's like, shit, the kids. I was like, don't worry about them, they'll be right. <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing. So you got to hear it from Dan, Dan, you heard it from the producers. Yeah. Were you paid during the process? Not exactly the monetary figure, but just if people are thinking about casting, can they expect to be able to pay their rent during oh, the filming? Cast, casting stuff is no pay. No, casting stuff but, is no pay. Being yeah. on the show, there's definitely pay, but I'd say if you if you do want to go on a show, make sure you've got some savings behind you, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though everything for us was paid for, you've still got a livelihood back home. Like, we, you know, we were paying our parents to look after the kids, we were giving them money, we still had to pay your mortgage, all that kind of stuff. And your distance, I mean, your... I guess 
filming was so long as well. You know, it so wasn't long. even like a small one. I was only away for five weeks, you know what I mean? You guys away for months. Yeah. Like seven months. Yeah, I think eight. out of all the people we've spoken to, that's the longest, longest yeah. Yeah. anyone's ever had the filming process continue. Yeah. And it's weird too because you sort of you get into a role sort of like two, three weeks into it. You're a couple of builds in. You're just starting to sort of get your feet. You're getting used to cameras being around you all the time and having to turn off microphones when you want to go to the toilet. Like all the things that you just never think of and stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm, we're four months, five months in. Here we go. And you're still doing the same thing. It's like Groundhog Day. It's like get up, super tired, can't go to sleep, got to talk all day, doing all the rest of it. And it's it's almost unnatural. But then you get into the rhythm of it. And then it was show finished, no more cameras, no more microphones. You're no longer the center of attention or anything. And sort of everything just sort of drops off and you just go back to being a normal person again. Yeah. It's like an on off switch. It's bizarre. Except people just point at you when you walk down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And are you? I, know you. <laughs> I dig myself a hole so much. People come up and like, I know you from somewhere. I'm, oh, we're off house rules. I'm like, no, no, I don't watch house rules. I'm like, great. You're an idiot, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the same as me. Like lately, only because I came out of Big Brother this year, and then I haven't been out much because of COVID. I've just only started to go out recently. But people come up and go, I know you from somewhere, and because I'm a marriage celebrant by trade, I don't oh. know whether I've married them. And I'm sitting there going, Yeah, okay, cool, and that's great, awesome. She goes, Where do I know you from? I said. Married? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll tell you then. We'll <laughs> <laughs> <I> see. <laughs> Do you know, I will never forget, I was walking through Brisbane City after being on the mall and I kept noticing people looking at me weird and I remember looking down at my clothing thinking, what have I spilt on myself? And I checked twice, what's wrong with my clothes? Because that's the third person that's actually I've caught staring at me. And then I had this moment of, oh, I think they're like trying to work out where they know me. Oh, is this what people talk about? Like I kept noticing people looking at me for too yeah. long. But it's a it's a strange feeling. It is strange. Yeah. I always say to Aaron, so when we won the show, I stayed home for seven weeks. I wouldn't even go out and get milk because we just, everywhere we went, and especially as a family, we just got attacked by people. Like, And because we were re- trying to reconnect with our kids again, the kids were just scared and they would always scream and cry because all these strangers were coming up. Even now, if we go out as a family, family there's just eyes there's constantly <laughs> eyes on you and I'm always going what are they looking at and he's like well, remember and I'm like oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I was on telly that time yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right highlight of the experience from woe to go so it could be during the casting during the show because you lived it the whole way along I guess my highlight um, definitely wasn't the casting period when I look back. It was being on the show and for me, I had an instant I'm changing my career point. Yeah. And you did. I How did. fabulous. I came off yeah. the show, I sold my business and now just in the building industry. Uh, for me, to be honest, it was it's the challenge. I, my brain's sort of a bit ticky weird where it, it wants to just, it wants constant punishments or challenges. It wants to sort of grow in bits and pieces. So for me, it was waking up at, you know, three three o'clock in the morning after you've had sort of two, three hours sleep and then sort of powering through a day. And I used to take pride and like, and they used to bring an extra cameraman after the first two builds, used to bring an extra cameraman just to film me running. Because uh, on the build side, I would never stop. It didn't matter what I was doing, carrying a fridge or doing whatever, I was always running and the cameraman would get tired out. So I brought another <laughs> one in. So that was kind of my thing. Because the, the endorphins, all the bits and pieces, that sort of attic part of my body, it, that was my 
my life. He thrived. Life. Every day just going, I'm, I'm, what can I break? Yeah, Aaron's trying to kill a cameraman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give him a heart Taking, taking <laughs> souls. Yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre thing, isn't it? There really is an adventure in reality yeah. TV. And for those that do like a bit of an adrenaline rush or love to be challenged, there is no better challenge than waking up to someone else creating your schedule and unknowns every day. Every day. Every day is a new experience, a new adventure. It's a, like a kinder surprise. Like you just, you don't know what's inside. There's something there, but you don't know idea where it is. And that's a whole day planned out for you. And even when they do plan the day, nothing ever works out the way that they plan it anyway. So they're getting surprised. You're getting surprised. That's yeah. exactly how it works. That's on that note, any behind the scenes secrets that you can share, putting you on the spot? I do yeah. have a secret. <laughs> we had to film two endings. We did not know that we actually won. Well, actually we were in... <laughs> Great secret. Yeah. Probably get in trouble for this, but it's long gone now. So we um, were in the studios and we got our final result and it was 9-9 and I think 10 and Daniel and Aaron, you've won and boom, boom, boom. And there was tears, there was reactions, the whole family, all of us. And then one of the executives comes out and goes, I'm so sorry, but we now have to film Kate and Harry winning the show. And... (laughs) And you didn't you, know that was coming? Had no, no idea. But it was sort of like people had said, oh, look, they might be doing two endings. But then when the filming started, it was nobody said anything. Nobody oh, did anything. It was clever. just we just started filming and then all of a sudden we're on like, oh, yeah, it's all happening. And then it was like, oh, it's not happening. Yeah. And then the, the sort of – I remember just doing the second filming going – Oh my god! The second filming was absolutely awful. Like that is one part that I would want no one to ever experience because, like, you know, there was a lot of money at stake and like absolutely everything. And I remember Kate and Harry. Oh, I remember when they announced their scores and everyone just went because everyone's deflated. It was, it was like yeah. A slow clap. Yeah, everybody. Even it wasn't like teams or whatever, but, but even the other the side, they were all going part. like, "I'm so confused. What's happening right now?" Like it was the a worst really part. They said. Kate and Harry, you need to make out that you have just won. So then we had to film it again for the third time. And everyone had to like wipe away tears and act all like that Kate and Harry won. And then literally we just got cut off and they went, okay, we'll be in contact with you guys. That is so interesting. I think they must have known you were the real winners. So they went with your version first exactly. to grab that and then to throw a spanner in the work so the result couldn't be leaked. They did the second version. The second version, yeah. Yeah. But you know what your head does in those sort of oh, situations? Oh, yeah. Like it's reality TV. It they was, can twist and do stuff. Awful. They can do whatever they want with that. Like. And then we waited six weeks for our result. And then that's when we did our little result party here on the coast. Yeah, and right. we found out through TV that yeah. we'd won. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. That oh, was such a special least, moment. Yeah, at least you're you know, among your friends and family. That's yeah, awesome. That yeah, was, was that cool. was good. But that holding period for six weeks, didn't sleep, hardly ate. Like it was just everyone was just so anxious yeah i had a similar experience on big brother this year like Ange got voted out on the sunday night and they put us into the eviction room and then she left the house and then they got us back into the eviction room on monday and said the cameras weren't on we have to film it again i said where's she gone how are you gonna put her in there she's she's been kicked out of the house so they had to, we had to wear the same clothes. Yep. We couldn't shave. You know what I mean? The, like the next day, all go back into the eviction room and they just edited her. Sorry, big brother. They just edited her into, the, into, that, into that episode. Wait a minute. So they had a cock up filming? Yeah. They the forgot films, to press record yeah, on the camera. She got kicked out of the house. So she's not there. So the next day, 
they had to do the same thing. You went to sit in the same spots the next day and pretend Ange was there. And like you could oh, see, oh, someone had to get fired. Mate, oh, see, he's hey, just hey, gonna go. Hey, and who's fired? You watched that episode, right? It's the funniest thing. You watched that episode because I was watching it like real intently because they just cut away to oh, Ange, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. everyone else is just getting shot from behind, and they just like edited the questions, mate. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. That we wow. have to do that. Wild reality TV's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild ride. That's reality. Yeah. <laughs> There's our promo for the episode. Final casting tips. With the experience you've had, what would you say to a good mate that rings you and says, "I'm going to go through with the process casting for House Rules. What tips have you got me to give me a better chance of being put on the show?" Definitely be yourself. Don't be too like keen and eager and offer like absolutely everything. Um, you got to really show. You got to try and show your personality within so many minutes, whether it's in a document, on a video, um, and have fun. A lot of people don't have fun and they completely stress out. Does it help to have skills? Like any sort of skills? I had no skills. Aaron's got skills. <laughs> Aaron's got a good read. I bought the personality. Yeah. <laughs> who knows who would have come along if, if I wasn't. Yeah. Just needed another builder to come on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I, th- I think it's just... It, Daniel was right. I think it's trying to get that sort of express your personality across. And how do you do that in five questions? Like you can you can go on ten dates with someone and still not know them inside out. So how do you sort of express your personality so quickly? So I think just really having a game plan to go. These are my. I'm a happy outgoing person or whatever it is or I've got a quick temper or you know just let it out because that's that's exactly what the camera is looking for and if that stuff doesn't come across as natural you're never going to fit on a screen and like you said you're not that's not the person who's just doing that direct interview the one who's going to put you on the show it's somebody in an office running down in Sydney or Melbourne or is looking over stuff and if you don't bring that personality across really strong and sharp it's just it kind of gets lost in translation if that sort of makes sense absolutely makes sense well said I'll let you ask the final question, Shane. Right, right, thanks, mate. Um, would you do it again? Yes. 100%. There you go. Without Most people doubt. do. Most people uh, what we talk to on this podcast always say they'll do it again because it is With led- different conditions. <laughs> <laughs> With hindsight, imagine being able to do that. <laughs> yeah. If I could not have to wean myself off breastfeeding, <laughs> I'd do it again. <laughs> same end result, though, the winning. Yeah. The winning's yeah, a good yeah, thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because it's like... You guys and most people that go on reality TV and win like yourself, it's led to, um, I didn't win, but it's led to um, <laughs> different avenues of life, you know what I mean, that you wouldn't probably experience if you hadn't gone on the show, you know? Yeah. And I guess for us too, like once we got on the show, I was like, that's an achievement in itself, bucket list tick. And then I said to Aaron, let's just get to garden phase. And if we can get through to garden phase and we get kicked off, who cares? Like we've reconnected. We've been on a reality yeah. show. It's been fun. And then it just kept going. And I was, we were like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. It really is different talking to a couple who have been through that experience together, isn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. In some ways, having done it on my own in the mall and then experienced reality TV with my husband in Livingstone, it's really bonding going through that experience with someone you're close to. It's like how you must feel about the other contestants doing it on your own, that you have this experience that no one else can really understand. And as a married couple, when you have that experience together, it definitely, I believe, makes you stronger. Absolutely, and knowing each other before you go into an experience like that and you know yourself being married and myself being married, you don't have to communicate all the time. It sometimes can just be a look and you'll understand what's going on. Oh, sure. 
<laughs> a look that Ryan would not like to see again at times. <laughs> but you know what else happened? Because we were absolutely starved. And I don't mind a little bit of, you know, loving on the hips and chubbness and squishiness. But halfway through the series, Ryan had lost close to 10 kilograms. And I'd been put into isolation for a little while. And I remember, I'll never remember when he picked me up, he walked out and I was like, holy shit, this bloke's handsome. I'd never seen him with chiseled cheekbones before. And I was like, when we go home, we need to get you an agent, mate. Like, oh, I didn't even know that this was under there. So yeah, I lost all these puppy fat and I had myself a new, new improved husband new post honey. the show hey. for about a month yeah. until he was back on the beer bandwagon. Yeah, well, you know, beers and pizza are pretty beer, good. Beer's <laughs> life. If you would like to know more about the casting or audition experience for reality TV, feel free to flick us through any questions, www.realityispodcast.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. And please, while you're there, hit subscribe in the top right-hand corner and rate our show so that other listeners can find us. Share with your friends. All this will help us keep making this show for you. And we mean while you're here listening to us on your podcast app, hit subscribe. And if you want to give us a five-star, that'd be fab. Can you not give us a one-star pretty please? Because we don't have a one-star yet, Shane. No, we, we, we're all across fives, mate. We just live da, in five Da, 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 Don't jinx us. Five town. Knocking. Five town. <laughs> we live in five town. That's it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we look forward to chatting with you next week. Yeah, find us some sponsors. Give us some cash. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.